All right, everyone. Welcome to episode six of Barnegan Ritt's Flaming Hot Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about week 17. Since Ritt was slacking, we are going to start off with the Cowboys-Titans game, which already happened, and then preview the rest of the games. I don't know how I was slacking, but okay. Um, Listen, yeah, you, text me, you text me at any point when I'm awake, and I will be good to do a podcast. Okay. You it's can your fault because you went to see Avatar, The Way of Water. It's a good movie. Good movie. I doubt that. You're the same person that thinks Dune is a good movie. That was a great movie. It was horrible. <clears throat> okay. Anyways, Cowboys win 27-13. And just like very unimpressive win for a so-called juggernaut Cowboys team. Yeah. You go from last week barely beating Gardner Minshew in his first start. And now you go up against Josh Dobbs who is yeah. the third stringer in Tennessee, who is just god-awful, with no Derrick Henry and a bad defense that you're playing against, Dak Prescott throws two bad interceptions and mm. allows them to hang around until the third quarter. And this is the trend that we're seeing. Some of these bad teams hang around because of the mistakes of the quarterback like Dak Prescott, and then they just have too many playmakers to actually lose that game. If it was a good team, they would probably end up losing. Yeah, the Cowboys have always had a really weird tendency where they, like, play down to bad teams. And, again, yeah, like you said, Dak throws two picks. The first one bounced off the receiver, so it's not that bad. But the second one was awful. And it's just not – it's not football that's going to win a Super Bowl that they're playing right now. Exactly. And you look at Derek Carr, who was benched for the Raiders, and he was – what he had, what, 14 interceptions? Dak played five less games due to injury, and he has that many interceptions. And you can credit five of those wins out of their 11 wins to Cooper Rush. So, I don't know. Dak might be looking at a new new scene next year. I don't know. They're kind of stuck on him, but he is definitely not an elite-tier quarterback. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. You going to move into Sunday's games? Yep. Great. I have the Colts-Giants first game. Kind of scared by this game. I mean, all we need is one win to make the playoffs, but it's the Giants, so nothing's ever easy. Um, do we know who the Colts are starting at quarterback? And I don't... Yeah, Nick Foles is going to be starting. Last week, dear Lord. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If you look at it, um, like I'm looking at it from the outside in, the Giants have a decent pass rush, and if the Chargers, who have been lackluster in getting to the quarterback this year, put up seven – or uh, what was it? No, he got sacked seven times Yeah, and took away the ball three times through interceptions, which I'm assuming was um, hurried throws. I think you guys will be fine. And even if you don't win and it comes down to next week, um, which I think you guys do have – you know, that tiebreaker over Washington in your favor. Uh-huh. I think that you can look at, you know, Philadelphia, who might not even have to um, play hard if they win this week in order to um, go up against the Giants. So I think you guys will be fine. Daniel Jones just needs to protect the ball. But I'm still on board with some of those free agents. Like, you know, you still have Adam Humphreys and some of those other guys that, you know, maybe the Giants should explore signing just so they can have a little spark on offense that's not Saquon Barkley. 
yeah, we, we need something. Saquon's our whole offense right now. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, the Colts probably have the two most sackable quarterbacks in the league right now at Matt Ryan and Nick Foles. So, if Kayvon Thibodeau can do anything, I think we'll be fine. But still, just scary, knowing that we it's like a win and get in. Yeah. I would also say a, a big point in this game that um, if Jonathan Taylor was playing, I think it would be a lot closer. Uh-huh. But I think the Giants will be able to stick it out just because their electric runner is gone. So, I mean, there's no pressure that's going to be taken off the quarterback unless they run all over the Giants, which I don't see happening. And they're, 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 the Colts are fighting for nothing right now. I mean, just their season's over. Who could, there's not much to play for. And the Giants are playing for a playoff spot. So that should help. Yeah, right. they're, they're in a weird spot because they're, in, I think, top five right now for picks. But all those – they're actually probably top four. But um, all the teams from, like, five to 11 are oh so close to – um, moving way back in in um, that stretch of like five through eleven, or moving to the front with a win or a loss. So I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how that draft order shakes out. Yeah, it's gonna be weird because like every team right now is either really good, awful, or like seven and eight right now. There's yep. no like division right now. All oh, right. um, one thing I wanted to talk about. And I'm sorry we have to go back to the Cowboys and the Titans. It's but good. what what do you think after seeing this performance? This this week didn't really matter for the Jags or the Titans. Next week is gonna decide the AFC South. What do you think? Still Jags? Yeah. The Titans look dead. They look like they don't even want to play. They're awful. Okay. All right. We'll move on next game. Cardinals Falcons. I this game sucks. Yeah, this game's horrible. The deciding factor in this game is going to be um, if the Falcons can run all over the Cardinals' defense, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, yeah. On the other side of the ball, Trace McSorley last week played well for literally having no time to throw the ball. And I think with the weak Falcons' pass rush, he's going to have more time and be able to use you know, DeAndre Hopkins and some of those other weapons. So I'm gonna, I want the Cardinals in this game. I'll, I'll take them by three. Yeah, I like the Cardinals in this game. Also, it's like a J.J. Watt retirement past next two games, so I think they're going to be playing hard for him. That kind of came out of nowhere. He just – he retired. Well, I, I think he's at the point in his career where he's like, okay, like I could probably go win a Super Bowl somewhere, but, you know, he's always injured, and I think he's just kind of ready to be with his family. Yeah, and he'll still go down as one of the best to ever do it and then Easy first ballot Hall of Famer, so yep. why not? All right, next game, Bears Lions. Yeah, the Bears suck. Um, this will be close through the first half, but the Lions have too much to lose by losing against the Bears. Um, I think Jared Goff's going to have a really, really good game and clean up his mistakes from last week. That defense is going to be dialed in. Dan Campbell's going to have him uh, ready to go. So I'll take the Lions by like 13 in this one. Yeah, I like the Lions. The only thing I'm scared of is they got gashed for 320 yards against the Panthers, and the Bears are – the only thing they can do competently is run the ball. So if they get gashed again, it might be like a scary repeat of last week. Yeah, but I think that's the only thing that the Bears have. I I am not scared. I would not be scared of their receiving threats at all so i think they're gonna play to stop the run yeah also 
the Lions kind of like were riding very high and got knocked off by a random team. So now I think they're like back down to earth and know they have to like actually try and win games. They can't just coast through. Absolutely. All right. Next game. Broncos and Chiefs. This is a tough one. This is a really weird one because Mm -hmm. for some reason, interim head coaches do pretty well in their first start. Yeah. And I don't know. I think Russell Wilson's going to start. And if Russell Wilson's just out there to – they're like, hey, Russ, listen, you know, do what you need to do. Play how you need to play. Don't worry about our game plan. He might have a vintage game. And I think this is a game that the Chiefs could end up losing, um, which would kill them as far as um, momentum in the going into the playoffs because they've played pretty bad the last couple weeks. But the number one seed in the AFC is pretty much out of their reach at this point. Well, so, unless the no, it's still in reach if the Bengals win. No, the Bengals would have the one seed. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. Yeah, but the Bengals have four losses. Chiefs still have a better record, yeah, because they started off awful. You're right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so the Chiefs need a win because they can still take one seed. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know right now. The Broncos they suck, but their defense is still good. So even though they let up 51 points last week. Yeah, give me the Chiefs by seven just to be safe. Hey, screw it. I'll take the Broncos. Why not? Okay. Interim head coaches will somehow always win. Yeah. It's a weird... right. this, this is a like weird game, too. Dolphins, Patriots. Both these teams kind of suck right now. But they have decent records. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Here's my here's my flaming hot prediction. I think after the season, two is going to retire. Um, I retire? Dude, he has another concussion. I know, but that's wild to say retire. Well, something's going to happen there because, dude, after he got that concussion last week, he threw three straight interceptions that were just no contest in the hands of the other team. Um, but this one, here's the thing. I don't trust the Patriots offense, and I think Teddy Bridgewater starting, he's going to utilize you know, his weapons and just be able to do enough to squeak out a win, and I think that'll cement the Dolphins as the last playoff team. Yeah, this game would have been like a cool game maybe like five weeks ago when both the teams were a lot better. But yeah, I think I agree with you. I think the Dolphins will win. I think Patriots fans are kind of hoping they don't make the playoffs because last year they got embarrassed in the playoffs and this year it's like they're not going to do anything. Might as well just get a better draft pick. Yeah, they won't get embarrassed, but you want to be in a better position to get an offensive playmaker for Mac Jones because – that's the only thing at this point. Nobody's sure of what Mac Jones is, and him not having a um, him not having a good receiver is the only reason why they haven't labeled him a Zach Wilson bust. Well, not as bad as Zach Wilson, but pretty close to it. Yeah, it's hard to make a decision when you're giving a guy nothing. So it just keeps him stuck in like the "is he the guy" talk for a while. Yeah, yeah. All right, an important, kind of an important game. Saints and Eagles? Yeah. um, Here's what I see from this one. Uh, Lane Johnson's out for two to three weeks. This will allow them to see what Andre Dillard is, their backup, who was a first-round pick. Um, Listen, the Saints are not a good team. 
they'll be pesky throughout the first half, but I think Minshew cleans up the mistakes and, and their offense of what they had last week. Um, and the Eagles really want to win this game because like, like we were saying earlier, a lot of those teams are hovering around five to seven wins and this could really impact what draft pick they have, whether it's, you know, a top five or a top eight or a top 10. So look for the Eagles to go out swinging pretty heavy on this one. Are you nervous at all that they could lose the first number one overall seed? No, I'm not, because Jalen Hurts will be back. He was practicing all this week. He'll be back week 18, and I think they trash the Giants if they have to go there. I don't know. Actually, they'll be they'll be home against the Giants, and I think that's really beneficial to them. What do you think about Lane Johnson just not getting surgery? Listen, you a fan of that or not a fan of that? I'm a fan of it. You want to hear why? why? This is a podcast. I would love to. Okay, well... Listen, Lane Johnson has always been tough. He's been tough as nails. He's like Jason Kelsey. They'll play through anything. And he realizes at any moment he could he could lose it for the rest of his career or just take um, a turn for the worse as far as being a good player. And he's like, listen, we got a shot at the Super Bowl. We're making this run. I don't care about my my abductor for the rest of the year. We have our best shot at going to the Super Bowl this year. So I'm a big fan of it. He's a warrior. <laughs> and he hasn't allowed a sack in over two years. So give him credit. All right. All right. Next game, Panthers-Bucks. Somehow a very interesting game. The battle for the NFC South. Yeah. Here's what I think is going to – here's the thing. The only way the Panthers are winning this game is if they run – the ball like they have in their last two wins against the Lions and forget who they, oh, Seattle. If they run the ball and they can keep churning and churning and churning and getting yards and points, they will they will smoke the Buccaneers. The Bucks have not looked good at all. But it is worthy to note that J.C. Horn is out for the year. Uh, Carolina's cornerback uh, they took in the first round. Uh-huh. So I'm going to take the They Panthers. say they're elevating Josh Norman. Wait, he still plays in the league? Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. See, the, this one's like the Panthers are such a weird team. They're like really good and really bad at the same time. And I know I'm crazy, but if the Bucks win this game and win it like convincingly, I think they're going to move in the playoffs. This They'll is like be- a last chance to like be like, all right, we're turning into the Bucks again. They will beat the Cowboys if they win the NFC South, and that's as far as they go. Well, unless they would face the Vikings. I could see them beating the Vikings. And then the Eagles, and then they're in the Super Bowl. Nope. Philly, Philly revenge game. They'd smoke the Bucks. What do you mean a revenge game? They beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. No, last year when they played him. Yeah, in the nobody first cares about a, a wild card game. Well, it's a revenge game for Philly. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. Another game that nobody cares about. Browns Commanders. Well, the Commanders care about it, but no Browns fans care about this one. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm worried for the Browns because they paid um they paid Deshaun Watson all that money. And I know he's been out two years, but we haven't seen significant steps from him getting back to where he used to be with the Texans, which is very worrisome. And on the other side of the ball. Listen, I think the best move that, that the Commanders made all year 
was starting Wentz again because this team knows what they need to do, they're, what they're doing with their positions. They're settled down. Wentz is really athletic and gives them the best opportunity to win, but the riskiest option to get there. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, with Deshaun, he's just like – he looks nothing like old Deshaun. It's not even like he's trying to make crazy plays, like rolling out like he used to, where he was like a fun player to watch. Now he's just like boring. He's just basically Jacoby Brissett. Like you can't tell the two apart. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he's just getting the bag. That's it. Maybe. I mean, because the more he runs out, the more he does different things. I mean, that takes away from him being able to play. I guess. Well, okay. So if the commanders lose and don't make the playoffs, is Ron Rivera on the hot seat for being bad at coaching? Like, why would you put, like, especially if Carson Wentz does bad? Um, I don't think so because. With how bad they played at the beginning of the year, and we knew that their quarterback situation was iffy, the fact that they came back and made a run, I think that's awesome. But here's the thing. They only need to win. Hold on. Okay, so if the Packers and the Lions lose this week, they only need to win one game. But if the Packers and Lions win, they need to win out in order to – um, beat the Packers and the Lions out for the last spot. But I don't know. They play – who do they play next week? They play – oh, the Cowboys. But here's the thing. The Cowboys, if the Eagles win this week, won't have anything left to play for. So Yeah, I they think, might rest. Yeah, I think they're going to be handed a win. So this is their biggest week of the year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about the Derek Carr thing, but next year Derek Carr, the commanders maybe? Ooh, that's interesting. I, I had not thought of that. I think it'd be a good little fit. Yeah. Yeah. All I, right. I don't really – oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to move on. We can keep talking. Can we just move on to the 49ers Raiders? Sure, we can skip. Yeah, we'll go to that one. Yeah, so since we're talking about Derek Carr, um, listen, I know Derek Carr hasn't been good this year, but I really disagree with benching him. I understand they, why they did it. But I disagree because I like Derek Carr. I think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, I think he's a good quarterback. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if you know you're getting rid of him, you know, maybe you don't play him the whole game, but, like, let him be out there with his team and his teammates that he's been with for so long. Like, I don't know. That kind of irritates me. Yeah, like, unbeknownst to him, he just played his last snap as a Raider. Like, that sucks. Yeah, and here's the thing. If if the Raiders went out this year and they drafted, like, a Kenny Pickett and they're like, oh, this guy has upside but he hasn't played and we just want to see what we have, then I'd be like, okay, I get it. But Jared Stidham sucks. Like, that guy's not good at all. Also, just a horrible move. It's basically an F you to Jared Stidham to start him in his first start ever against the 49ers defense. Yeah, that's that's going to be a rough game. Yeah. I don't know. The Raiders might be just looking forward to Tom Brady next year. No, nah, I think Aaron Rodgers is going there. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Go back with Devontae? Yeah. Maybe. And then on the other side of the ball, the, Raid, the 49ers? Yeah. Still good. As long as Brock Purdy continues to be above average at what he does and not turn the ball over, they'll be perfectly fine. They just... You know, this is one of those teams where 
you could put almost any quarterback there and they would do well as long as they didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, I think the Niners win by 20 at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next game, Jaguars-Texans. Yeah, this is a game that doesn't matter. Um, I don't think the Texans want to win because they'll lose their number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. I also think that Doug Peterson, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. He has playoff experience. I think that he'll have the Jaguars dialed in and ready to go. And Trevor Lawrence will keep, you know, his strides going as a consistent quarterback that's getting better and better each week. So I'll take the Jaguars in this one by like at least 10. Yeah, same. I think they use it almost as like a, a practice round for the Titans next week. Yeah. Yeah. They're rounding in the form, and this is just a great, awful team to beat up on. Yeah, they, the only thing that I would say is, although the Titans don't have a heartbeat, I, would, I wouldn't I would say look ahead to the game, but make sure that they're dialed in going into it and not letting their guard down because those divisional playoffs, anything can happen, or those divisional um, matchups. Yeah. It's like the Colts versus Jaguars last year when they lost to go to the playoffs. Yeah, and it's like, oh, the Colts the Colts lost? Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next game, Jets-Seahawks. This is a loser goes home to game. Whoever loses this is out of the playoffs, basically. Um, Not necessarily because the Seahawks would need to win out in order to even have a shot because – they would need – actually, they would need a lot of help. They would need the Packers and the Lions to lose this week because didn't the Lions beat the Seahawks earlier this year? Um, I think, yeah. Okay, because they would need both those teams to lose and the Commanders to lose at least one more game. I know, I'm just they saying, if whoever out. loses this game is basically screwed for playoffs, like 0% chance. Yeah, um, I'm going to say this. With how good the Jets' defense is, I don't trust Geno. He's back down to the level he used to be. Um, and Mike White's playing, so they're going to put up more than three points. Yeah, I, I love the Jets here. And, like, the Jets are good with Mike White. They're actually, like, competent. And I think they could be actually dangerous in the playoffs, especially with that defense. Yeah. And the, the Seahawks, it's like, I don't know. Nobody really cares. Their momentum's over. They're like... But they're also a random team that can just beat anyone for some reason. Yeah, I, I think as far as next year goes, Pete Carroll should look for the right quarterback to be in his system. I don't think Geno's it. Although he has, yeah, I don't know why they keep talking about extending Geno. Yeah, that's the wrong move at this point. Yeah. All right. Vikings-Packers. This is actually an important game. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna take the Packers in this one because I don't I still don't trust the Vikings. Um, this is just a tough one because you know the Packers have momentum, and I just think that they're getting lucky that they face the Vikings, who you know NFC North divisional or uh, interdivisional game. The Vikings beat them bad earlier this year. They're looking for a little revenge. Like it just feels like a Packers win to me. And it's just going to solidify why I don't trust anything that the Vikings do. I agree with you fully, but at the same time, I'm never going to root for a team harder this week than I'm going to root for the Vikings. I can't stand the Packers. I hope they get blown out and they just get buried this week. Oh, me too. I agree. 
But yeah, it's just so scary. It's just like Aaron Rodgers with momentum against a Vikings team that's kind of coasting now since they made the playoffs. Yeah, and the only thing I could see the Vikings like playing for is to get Justin Jefferson the record, so they might just be airing out. And the Packers defense isn't that good this year. Yeah, and I think, but I think Jair Alexander was pissed off after the first game, and Justin Jefferson did as well as he did. So I think he's going to have something to prove by locking down Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I don't know. God, I hope they lose so bad. All right. <laughs> Next game. The two home teams going at each other. Rams, Chargers. Yeah, I don't care what the Rams did last week. Give me the Chargers by seven. Um, they need at least one more win to get the um, – First wild card, and I think this will be it for them, and then they'll be able to rest Justin Herbert for a week. Yeah, everybody in the AFC right now is not going to be the last seed, so because it's just juggernauts of teams you have to go against in the first round. So, yeah, I like the Chargers here. The Rams are like it's a cool story with Baker, but I don't know. Half their team is they're all injured, I don't know how they're even winning. Well, I mean, look at what happened last week, Russell Wilson turn the ball over how many times? I mean, that's a big reason why they lost. Yeah, I mean, they also haven't been playing the greatest team, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The Sunday night game, Steelers-Ravens. Are yeah. the Steelers still in the playoff hunt? Who? The Steelers. No. No, they're out? Yeah, I believe they're out. Okay. Um, actually, they might be. I don't know who who fucking knows, but yeah, oh, every my. team is seven and eight. I don't understand it. Yeah, I would think that they're not in it, but maybe they are. Who knows? But either way, um, Lamar Jackson might play in this one. They said probably not, though. He didn't practice today. I think. Oh, did he? No, he didn't practice. Oh yeah, so he probably won't play. I just don't trust that Tyler Huntley with no weapons. He's just not a good quarterback. So I think the Steelers have enough firepower to be able to just beat the crappy Ravens. Yeah, for a little bit there, people thought like Tyler Huntley was like the greatest backup quarterback of all time. They're like, oh my gosh, how do they have two Lamars? They don't. He's not that good. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the Steelers here because like they're, they might be out of the playoffs, but they're kind of like playing for something. Like Kenny seems to be like rolling with the team. They're like gelling. I don't know. They seem like they have more enthusiasm than the Ravens have right now. Yeah, but every time I pick against or for or against them, they do the opposite. So watch, they're going to lose this week. Yeah, probably. And it's at the Ravens. And the Ravens hate the Steelers, so it's going to be a hard one to play in. Yeah. All right, Monday night game. Probably the best game of the year so far. Bills-Bengals. Yeah, listen, I think the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. I think that... What this game is going to come down to is the turnover battle, and I think that Josh Allen is more reckless with the ball. Um, give me the Bengals to win this one. Yeah, I don't know. I like the Bengals to win this one, but at the same time, I feel like the Bills will win, and then the Bengals are just going to beat him in the playoffs. I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, it's gonna it should be a close game throughout. I mean – but the worst worst thing that could happen is, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're the Bengals and you win, you have to hope that Kansas City loses another one. 
And I would just have to ask, like, where would you rather play, Kansas City or Buffalo? Oh, Kansas City all day. Are you sure? Because Arrowhead gets loud. I know they get loud, but Buffalo has the weather, too. You never know what's going to happen in Buffalo. It could be three feet of snow. Yeah, you're right. But at the same time, for the Bengals, I think the Bengals are the only team in the NFL who just don't care where they go. I think it has no effect on them if they're losing, where they're playing, when they're playing. They just show up and win. Yeah, and you got to think about it, too, that it's not like Cincinnati's located in Jacksonville where you have no snow. Like, Cincinnati gets bad weather, too. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Other than the crowd, I I don't know. I think they're pretty interchangeable. Yeah. All right. That is all week 17. Uh, what about MVP race? It's probably Mahomes, which is stupid. Yeah, I think... I think between Hertz and Justin Jefferson, that should be the choice that it comes down to, but it won't. Yeah. The only thing I could see if if the Chiefs lose and the Bengals win and like Burrow plays insane, I think Burrow would win it because they'd end up with number one seed. Yeah, and that win would be fresh in their mind too. Yeah. And yeah. then all the other awards like Offensive player of the year. That one's going to Jefferson. That one's basically locked up. Defensive player of the year. I think that one's going to Bosa. That one's pretty much locked up. Well, yeah, and and you look at it was what between him and Parsons. Yeah, and Parsons did nothing against Philly, so I think that was an eye opener to like, dang, like Philly shut him down. Mm-hmm. And just the whole the whole defenses look bad. So it just looks – even if he has a good game, like when the defense is letting up 40 points a game to a backup, it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know, like offensive rookie of the year, maybe Kenneth Walker. Yeah, it's between Kenneth Walker and Garrett Wilson or maybe even Jahan Dotson. He's been going crazy lately. Yeah. If he didn't miss all those games, I think he would be the clear cut. Yeah, but I think if – Garrett Wilson had a real quarterback. He'd be the clear cut too, though. I think you get the factor in how bad Zach Wilson was this year. Yeah. What ifs? What ifs? Mm-hmm. And then defensive rookie there, basically Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. What about coach of the year? Uh. Let me think. It'll probably be Sirianni, right? Mm. I, I don't know. I Either mean, him or um, who's the Vikings court coach? I I have three. I have three people that I could identify. Go for it. I think Doug Peterson and the Jags, if they make the playoffs, yeah, because of not just because of like, oh, we made the playoffs, but how they've grown so much as a team and. I don't know how he's coached them from being so ass to what they are now. Also, being... he has a great like comparison of how shitty their coach was last year to what he is this year. Oh yeah. Um I think my runner up would probably be Dan Campbell if they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I just think, dude, when you start out one and seven and you storm back, that shows like the coach said something and was like, guys, pony the fuck up and let's go. Yeah. Or 
even a random one, it might be Shanahan, because he's had three different quarterbacks this year, and they're going to be like 13-4. and four. Yeah, it, and you could also throw Sirianni in there. I mean, there, there's a lot of different guys that you could throw in. But I yeah. think Sirianni, I think that he would be ahead of Shanahan, and maybe even Campbell would be ahead of Shanahan, just because they were in the NFC Championship last year, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's not like anything really changed. And people kind of realize, like, hey, it's not so much the quarterback. It's pretty much the team that you've built. Yeah, and people like, like, storylines. Like, the awful Lions making the playoffs for the first time in a while. So. Yeah, I I would probably give it to Dan Campbell if they make the playoffs. If they don't, then probably Peterson or Sirianni. Yeah. Or even even Brian Dable. I'll tell you this. He's a sleeper for for that pick because going into the season, I told you this many times before the season. I'm like, oh, the Giants are going to be ass. Like they're only going to have three wins. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're eight, six, and one, and they're going to go to the playoffs. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but it surprises a lot of people. And I think that's a reflection on coaching and how that culture has changed. Because I mean, look what you have. You have any other coach that's not Brian Dable pretty much would keep starting Kenny Galladay because he's making that much money and and keep starting some of these guys that aren't good. And he's basically like, if you suck, you suck and you're not playing. And I think that takes balls as a coach to do that. Yeah, especially on a team that sucks. Yeah, and they're paying Kenny Galladay so much. And instead of him sitting there and being like, oh, no, we're going to play you. He's like, no, you're not playing because you're not our best chance to win. Yeah. Also, I think if they make to ten wins, if they're ten six and one, that's like unreal that he took that team to be a ten win team. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I know that there were a couple injuries that I wanted to talk about in some of these games. The first one obviously being Tua. I mean do, do they do they just not care about his health? How do they keep how does he keep just and you know, like, oh, yeah, he was concussed for the second half of the game. Well, here's the thing. I watched the game, and the hit that I'm I'm pretty sure he got the concussion on, I turned to my dad, and I was like, dude, I was like, it looked like he got smacked on the on the ground pretty hard. But that's a tough one to, like, really call. But they definitely should have been cautious about it, especially after he threw two straight interceptions and then a third one. Then they have to kind of question, like, all right, is this guy okay? Yeah, especially after, like, how bad his first one was, too. Yeah, where he was, like, doing the weird fingers and everything. Um, Another one is the Buccaneers are getting Ryan Jensen back. They're See, that's why I'm kind of hyped for them for the playoffs. If they get a no line for the playoffs, I think it's they'll be dangerous. Now, th- I saw that they're missing a bunch of guys, though. So, is that is that really going to make a big difference? Well, I think I think Worths can come back, too. Okay. In the okay. I didn't know it. if over the year or not. Yeah. They're such a weird team. They have the number three passing offense in the league, and they're seven and eight. Yeah. I just That'd don't understand them. And their defense isn't bad. It's just like all their drives just stall out. It's the weirdest thing. Well, can I be honest here with the Buccaneers? Um, I Listen, I know that they like Mike Evans, and Mike Evans has been a good player. But he's starting to remind me of, like, Vincent Jackson when he played for the Buccaneers with them. You know, he was good, and then he really fell off. And Mike Evans, 
he's just been having injuries and he's getting older. Um, I, and I think Chris Godwin's more reliable as an option. I think this is the year they look to, to move Mike Evans. Yeah. I don't just know. I just don't know what they're going to do, especially if Brady doesn't come back. And they have Kyle Trask, but I don't think he's like the next franchise QB. Yeah, that's going to be weird if Brady doesn't come back. But here's the thing. I, I think when Brady came over to Tampa Bay, and I said this to Jake Barrett because him and I pretty much predicted where Brady and Wentz were going to go that year. And I was like, we were basically saying he's going to go to Tampa because that team's already stacked and they have a lot of draft capital and they have some um, money to spend that they can build that team even more into an unstoppable team. Well, now you see that, you know, some of their age and and different things are starting to show. So I think Brady's going to go. I could see him going to Miami. I really could. A team well, that- he wanted him and um, Sean Payton were going to be like co-owners of that until that got like taken down. What do you mean co-owners? Um, Sean Payton was going to go coach the Dolphins, and then Tom Brady is going to be the quarterback. But they're both going to like buy shares of the Dolphins. Oh, I yeah, didn't... that's what the whole like tampering thing was. That's why the Dolphins lost. I, I knew they were talking about Miami, but I didn't know what the story behind it was. Yeah. Yeah, I could really see him going to Miami, though. I mean, great offense that's already built up, and he would actually utilize Mike Kosaki. Decent. And he gets to play Belichick twice a year. Yeah. And it's warm weather. Oh, you only you wouldn't have to move. He already lives in Florida. Yeah. Who knows? This it's going to be a weird off season. Yeah. But I think at this point in his career, he can't just sit around and say, "Okay, we're going to wait for you know everyone to get healthy and the stars to align with Tampa Bay," just because he's at the point where like at any moment his play could drop off. Because Father Time's undefeated, he's just managed to outlast it longer than he should have. Yeah. And like you said, when he went to the Bucs, it was a really big like win-now team. Like They're just a quarterback away, kind of like how the Rams did it last year. So yep. I think he was going to just keep going to teams like that. So Honestly, you want to hear a sleeper if they shore up their offensive line? Go for it. Commanders. No, that's not going to happen. So that's, that's over. I can see him going there. But they're not like a quarterback away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess. What else do you want to talk about? Want to talk about some college football games? Oh, yeah, the college football playoffs are soon, right? Well, there's bowl games, top 25. Um, Chad Ryland, Maryland just played. They just won, didn't they? Yeah, 16 to 12. Nice. And NC State was ranked 23rd. Good for them. Yeah. I was I was talking to my dad about this earlier. Chad? What's going to happen with him is, like, he's pretty high up as far as rankings for kickers. He's going to end up being like a Cameron Dicker where, um, or even like a Jake Elliott a couple years ago where he needs to wait for the opportunity, and once he gets it, he'll be a consistent, if not way above average kicker. I mean, Chad just got that mental game. Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's go through some of these games here. Okay. Do you have any predictions for the college football playoffs? Uh, 
what Ohio State plays Georgia. Yep. Yeah, I think Georgia's going to win that one. I wasn't impressed with Ohio State this year, and I think Michigan's going to roll through TCU. Yeah, I like TCU, but I feel bad because I think they're going to get whomped. Yeah, I like, it's a cool story, but like, eh. yeah, I just think Georgia's going to go back to back. I mean, they they just have a better team, and I think they just, I don't know, I just think they have it like that edge. Yeah, that SEC edge. Yeah, which I don't really watch those games anyway. I, I could give a shit less. I hate college <laughs> football than Penn State. What is called? What is Penn State playing in the Rose Bowl? Yeah, uh, they play Monday against Utah. Ah, oh, shit. We're going to get smoked. Yeah, Utah is a really good defense. And, of course, Sean Clifford is <laughs> starting that game because he's like, oh, I already said my goodbyes to Penn State, but you know what? Let me start in the Rose Bowl. It's like, dude, you are like the pesky girlfriend that'll never go away. Yeah, he needs to leave. You know what I'm saying, though? Like the analogy type of deal. Or no, like, I, let's yeah, say he's pesky just customer that's like a pain in the ass. Like when I worked at Wise, dude, there were like 10 of them that just would never leave me alone. It's like, guys, I'm not here to talk to you. I'm not here to walk outside with you and look at your electric scooter. Like, I don't care. <laughs> no, it happened before. Some of that, dude, some of those people in there were so sauce. I believe it. I believe it. All right. Well, let's look at some of these other games. So, right now, starting the third quarter, is Tennessee, who's number six, is beating Clemson, who's number seven, 14 to three in the Orange Bowl. I expected this. Clemson, they are not that good this year. No. And Tennessee was good. And I think that, um, they should have been ranked higher than Alabama. Well, and they they don't even have their starting quarterback. Hendon Hooker's still hurt. Yeah. So that's just embarrassing for Clemson. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I'm tired yeah. of winning. Next one, Notre Dame 21, uh, ranked 21, beat the number 19 ranked South Carolina 45 to 38. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't know how South Carolina only got up that high because they just went on a weird run at the end where they're beating like top ten teams. Yeah. Mm. Next one, Pittsburgh unranked, uh, beat number eighteen UCLA thirty-seven thirty-five. I think UCLA's quarterback didn't play in this game, and I think that they're looking to the future. This is like the start of Chip Kelly turning that program around. So, yeah. I- that's the only thing I hate about bowl games is just sometimes it's like it doesn't actually show what the real game would look like because half the players are sitting out for the draft. Yeah, because like so CJ Stroud said, yeah, if we don't make the college football playoff, I'm not going to play. It's like, why did you play this whole season then? You're projected. You're a projected first round pick. Why didn't you just sit out and say, all right, they're projecting me in the first round. I'm fine. Yeah, he could have sat and went. First round, easy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's so stupid that they allow them to do that. I get it, because, like, you're risking hundreds of millions of dollars if you, like, blow an ACL, but still. Injuries really aren't the same nowadays. Like, people come back from ACLs and MCLs in, like, less than a year now. Yeah. Um. Next up, we have the Alamo Bowl. Number 20-ranked Texas lost to number 12-ranked Washington, 27-20. 
I couldn't tell you anything about these two teams other than Texas sucks. Like every year, people are like, "Oh, Texas, Texas football is back." Well, it isn't. Um, the Manning kid isn't he going to Texas? Didn't he commit there? Uh, I think it was Tennessee, wasn't it? Could have swore it was Texas. Maybe it is. Hold on, let me let me check. No, it is Texas because that Quinn Ewers kid or Ewers kid or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Quinn Ewers. Yeah, he's going there, and it's like, well, isn't Manning going to start his freshman year then? Oh, of course. His last name's Manning. He's going to start. Well, where's that kid going to go that just transferred? He'll transfer. Hmm. All right, next game, number 13, Florida State beat Oklahoma 35-32. Yeah, I don't know too much about that one. <laughs> um, number 15, Oregon beat North Carolina 28-27. Dude, Oregon's always ranked in, like, the top 20, and they always almost beat crappy teams or lose to them. Well, they were kind of good this year, but they, like, blew two games that would have almost put them in the playoffs. They just can never finish games. Yeah. Still, the only good thing about them is they have the best uniforms in college football. Yeah. Oh, dude. So, um, Gage had a surprise party for his, like, for his first part of his graduation. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Cole Thompson, and he was like, we were talking about Alabama, and he's like, um, so I said, I don't like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. I just don't. I don't think they're going to pan out. And he's like, Oh, well, Bryce Young, man, he's so good. Like, this was the worst Alabama team in years, and he did so well. And I'm like, yeah, the worst Alabama team is literally still a lot better than um, most other teams as far as recruits and what they have. I'm like, you know, put him on a put him on a crappy team and see how he does. Well, yeah, the worst Alabama team, even though you'll see in the draft, eight of those guys will go in the first round, so – yeah. I don't know how you can say it's a bad Alabama team. Yeah, so I'm still not high on them. But so <clears throat> tomorrow at noon, they're ranked five. They face number nine, Kansas State. Dude, Kansas State always wins games that they shouldn't win, and they have big upsets. Yeah. Might be another one. I don't know. That That's one of those games, though, where I just think, like, SEC is just going to smoke them. Yeah. All right. But is Bryce Young even going to play? Uh, I think so. I think it would have been yeah. big news if he was, said he was going to sit. Yeah. And then we have the the college football playoff games tomorrow as well. Yeah, the, the important ones. So. Yeah. I hope Michigan wins it all. I hope Ohio State loses. But it would be cool to see Michigan and Ohio State in the championship. Dude, I hate Michigan. How do you hate Michigan? I hate Ohio State. I hate both of them. I just like Harbaugh. He's insane. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of him. I don't know. I feel like he's the most like he's the most football guy of all time. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Do you want to wrap it up? Uh, you want to talk a little basketball? Hell no. The only thing I want to say about basketball is the Lakers still suck and LeBron's the worst. Well, my thing is this man, Joel Embiid, has been putting up over 30, over 40, and a 50-point game in like the last month, and he's been going 
absolutely wild, and no one gives him any love at all. Well, it's because he's just good. Again, it's the same problem that the NFL has with, like, MVP and superstars. Is like, once you're cemented in, it, you almost get, it almost gets boring that you're so good. Like, people, they love new players. But Embiid's never won an MVP, and that's, like, my thing is, like, dude, as a big man, the fact that he's doing this and he only has a couple years left, he's never going to win an MVP, and it ticks me off. Nah, I think he'll win one. Uh, I don't know, dude. They're hyping up. Like, I know Luka's been playing well, but here's the thing. Everyone is riding Jokic. Jokic? Mm -hmm. How do you pronounce his name? Yeah, I think it's Jokic. Jokic. From um, Jokic. That's what it is. From the Nuggets. And it's like, dude, it's like, okay, he's playing really good. I get it, but Embiid would smoke him. Also, they the Nuggets don't do anything in the playoffs. Like, Embiid's play translates to the playoffs so much better. Like, the Nuggets yeah. got bounced first round last year, too. Yeah, and you look at the Sixers, and, dude, honestly, if it wasn't for that no-call on the Kawhi travel, and they would have been able to win that game, they would probably have a championship under their belts right now. Yeah. But whatever, I, that just pisses me off so much that he's not even in the top 10 for MVP. And it's like, dude, this guy's going nuts. And I think he's the scoring leader right now. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he'll end up in top three by the end of the year. Yeah. How are the Suns doing? I don't know. I don't really care about them. Booker's out for like three or four weeks, I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're annoying. It's the Kardashian curse. Yeah, they choke in the playoffs every year, so it's just annoying to watch. Yeah. Ugh. All right, well, I'm good to wrap it up. All right, sounds good. All right, see ya. See ya.